Amen. Once again, we just want to welcome you all to our 20th year Destiny School of Ministry and Destiny Christian University graduation. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we thank God for all of you watching on live stream. It is truly exciting to see our graduates accomplish their goals, our doctorates all meet the requirements and accomplish their goals. We're just excited. Amen. And uh, we were supposed to have with us tonight Dr. Corletta Vaughn, Bishop Corletta Vaughn. And something has occurred, so uh, we are not without. Uh, we have a very awesome man of God, Dr. Bob Costa. If you have never heard this man deliver the word of God, you have truly missed something. So uh, we are just excited. He is a blessing to the House of Evangel. He is a very dear, dear friend. He and his wife are very much family to Bishop and I. And so we're just excited that he is here with us tonight, and certainly not by accident. Amen? So I want you to welcome Dr. Robert Costa. Somebody say praise him. Man, it is wonderful to be here tonight. I certainly did not expect to speak, at least not in this context. And uh, I was looking at my iPad at a litany of messages that I've preached over the years, and I literally have hundreds. But I noticed that that one has 10%. This one has 93%. So I'm, I think... You know, I'm limited to this one. Amen. Dr. Cheryl asked me if I would consider doing something, and uh, this is not something I normally do, but in honor for the woman of God and in honor for those of you that it might be a blessing, I'm going to do a repeat, and I'm just alerting those of you that were here yesterday this is going to be a rewind, okay? It's going to be an abbreviated rewind, but it's going to be a rewind. Uh, I'm sure this is unlike any other graduation uh, message that has ever been given. I'm sure it's unlike any commencement speech that has ever been given. But I'd like you to turn in your Bibles, if you have them, to Romans 8 and 28. I want to talk to you about how God uses the unlikely circumstances of life and mixes them together for our good. Because I am persuaded this evening that, that if we are blessed, we are blessed for a purpose. We are blessed to be a blessing. If we are taught, we are taught to teach. If we are fed, we are fed to feed. If we are comforted, we are comforted to comfort. And if we are given, we are given to give. Whatever God does for us, he wants to do through us and in us and make us a blessing to someone else. So what you have accomplished here in these past years and months, what you have achieved by virtue of this degree, this is not an end point, 
but it's a beginning point. It's a moment of release. And I promise you that no matter what obstacles you face, what difficulties you face, they may not be God-given, but they will be God-used because God works all things together for the good. Can somebody say amen? Your past is in your head, but your future is in your hands. So seize it. Romans 8 and 28. And we know, everybody say, we know, that all things, everybody say, all things, not some things, I beg your pardon, I'm ruining the place already. Amen. On, on video, that's the problem of life. We can't edit that out. And we know that all things, not some things, not up things, not down things, but all things, not good things, not bad things, but all things, not convenient things, not inconvenient things, but the ups and the downs, the good and the bad, in sickness and in health, God says, through Paul, he says, all things work together. Have you ever made a recipe and tasted the individual ingredients? And you tasted one ingredient and said, that's nasty. That's because it's by itself. But the skilled chef can mix bitter and sweet together and come and mix it so skillfully and artistically that it comes out as a delicious dish. That's what God is doing in you tonight. He's taking the good in the bad, the things that you don't even want to acknowledge or talk about, and he is mixing them together because no matter what the circumstance, God is going to mix it together for your good. I told the congregation yesterday that it has been my privilege to travel to many parts of the world, but to travel specifically to 46 of these great 50 United States. And one of the places that I, I kind of like to travel because it's so different from my Bostonian upbringing. When I get tired, you can still hear that accent a little bit where we park cars on Harvard Yard. <laughs> Amen. But uh, I can't even do it right anymore. I used to sound like a Kennedy, but not anymore. <laughs> But um, one of the places I like to travel because it's so different than, than my personal upbringing and experience is down south. And one of the things that I love most about the south is not their speed, but their food. I love southern cooking. Southern cooking tastes good and is bad for you. It's good and bad at the same time. And one of the things that I like to have that I never drink, I don't know why, but I never drink it here, but I always drink it down south. I like to go to a place called Raising Canes, and I like to get, and it's all throughout the south, and I like to get me some sweet tea. And if you've never had sweet tea before, it is diabetes in a cup. That's what it is. It is adult-onset diabetes in the glass. And when you begin, if you taste sweet tea too quickly, see, I'm a Yankee, and down south, 
it's a little different pace, okay? And if you taste it too quickly, you're going to wonder why they call it sweet tea because it's so bitter. But what you don't realize unless you pay attention is down at the bottom of that glass is about three inches of sugar. And what they expect you to do, if you know what you're doing, is mix that sugar so that in the process of stirring, it becomes evenly dispersed throughout the glass. And what is bitter by nature becomes sweet enough to call it sweet tea and give you type 2 diabetes. One glass. What am I saying to you tonight? What I'm saying is that there are some circumstances in life that if you judge them too quick, they will seem like bitter experiences. But if you can just take a moment and realize that God is stirring something up in your life and in your experience, he will bring the sweet from the depths, from the bottom. He said, out of your belly shall flow. He's going to stir some things up in your life and when you look back at it you're going to say it didn't seem at that moment like it was a good thing a sweet thing I thought I was drinking the bitter waters of Mara but God has worked all things together for my good can somebody say amen so God sends uh, a stirring called a storm a sickness a pandemic you want to hear the crazy thing? When this pan, and, and, and I, I was very hesitant, the, the group that was here yesterday can tell you I did not share this. And I'm very hesitant to share it right now because I know this hasn't been everybody's experience. But when we went into the COVID-19 shutdown, which technically some of us are still under until next week, per order of our governor, so when we went into the shutdown, my staff has not been able to get childcare, and they're like telling me that they're not coming back. Not because I can't afford to pay them, not because I don't have work, but my entire staff doesn't feel comfortable with the childcare situation. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying, Lord, this is going to be devastating to my business. And, and I'm wondering what's going to happen when we get on the other side of this. And in the first weeks of the COVID-19 shutdown, are you ready? I get normally maybe six to a dozen clients, new clients a year by referral in the first week of the COVID-19 shutdown I got 50 with no staff for the foreseeable future I got 50 new clients in one week one week now you tell me that that's not God saying Oh, you think this is a bitter thing. 
You think this is a, and, and I'm not minimizing, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not minimizing the death. I'm not minimizing the seriousness of the disease. I'm not minimizing anything. And I know that this is not everybody's experience. But I want you to know, and I am a testimony to this, that when you walk with God and your steps are ordered, he is going to mix the bitter, no staff, with the sweet, bunch of new work. Amen. He's going to mix it together, and when you look back on it, you're going to say that it was working together for my good. It's not a matter of if bad things will happen. It's a matter of when they happen, are you prepared for them to happen? There, for you to be prepared, there are some things you must know. And here are some of the things that you must know. Some things are not a trial of your faith, but they're a trial of your trust. Faith is the ability to see what God wills for you. But when you trust God, you don't know where you're going. You don't know what's going to happen. And when I can't trace God's hand, it is then that I must learn to trust his heart. You trust God's heart with your heart. Proverbs 3 and 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. When, a, when you get a gift, I got a wonderful gift from the Piscopos today because we celebrated our wedding anniversary on Saturday. So they sent us flowers. The first thing I did, I'm sorry you weren't there at the moment, Dr. Cheryl, but thank you. Uh, the first thing I did is I called Bishop and I said, thank you for the lovely flowers. Amen. You see, how do you acknowledge that you received a gift? How do you acknowledge God? You say, thank you. The Bible calls that a praise. God, based on my own behavior, you could have judged me. You should have judged me, but you didn't. The things that God does for us, he doesn't do because we deserve them. He doesn't do because we are good. The things that God does for us, he does because he is good. Trust is when you can't figure out what God is doing. When you don't have an answer to your situation, you trust God anyway. And you can tell if a person trusts God by their attitude. Attitudes are always perceptible. Your attitude is an external display of an inward feeling. When, my, when I ask my wife what's wrong and she goes, nothing, I know decidedly that something is wrong. It's not her answer that I'm listening to. It's her attitude. When you are trusting God, you don't rest on your faith. You trust God because of what you know by faith. There has never been a difficulty that you've experienced that God didn't see coming. He knows everything, and he's got a plan when everything looks bad. Some people will never experience a miracle because they don't want a crisis or a conflict. My dear fellow Destiny students, you uh, need a miracle because of a crisis and because of a conflict. You can't have a miracle without a crisis it's not based on your believing 
It's based on what you know. And what you need to know is that God is good. That God is with you. That he won't leave you. He won't forsake you. He is in you. He took his abode with you. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers them out of them all. When you trust God, you may not know what's going on, and you may not understand what you're experiencing. You may not know what you're going through, but you trust God that he's going to see you through. When you can't get over and you can't get around it and you can't get under it, he's going to see you through it. Have you ever seen an artist paint a painting? You have no idea what they're painting. And then all of a sudden they flip it upside down, which is actually right side up. And all of a sudden what they were painting emerges. That's what God is doing to some of you right now. You can't see what God is doing. You don't understand it. You don't perceive it. You don't recognize it. You, 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 you sense that he's at work, but you're like, I don't understand the outcome. I don't understand the purpose. God is getting ready to flip something, and you're going to see the beauty of his creation and the beauty of his hand and what he has wrought. Life is lived forwards, but it's understood backwards. And you have to trust God when you when you don't know where you're going you have to know that my steps are ordered Jeremiah the prophet said for I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not harm you plans to give you a hope uh, and a future God has a plan for you don't spend your life climbing the ladder of success and find out that it was attached to the wrong building God is setting you up for something new he said I'll do a new thing and here's what I want you to remember tonight out of this message and I had the friends that are here tonight that were here yesterday sort of chanting it all morning do you remember all is well in the end And if all is not well, it's not the end. Let me say it again. All is well in the end. And if it's not well, it's not the end. God will not end on a negative. That's why he didn't leave Jesus in the grave. When we come together to celebrate, we don't celebrate a grave We celebrate an empty tomb. We don't celebrate a death. We celebrate a resurrection. All things work together. You don't want to give up before the end. Matthew 10 and 22 says, He that endureth to the end. Some of you didn't think you would make it to graduation, but here you are. He that endureth to the end, the same shall graduate. No, it says the same shall be saved. Amen. But it works with graduation too. You have to know that God is setting you up. Amen. And it's not over yet. Some, my grandfather used to purify gold because he was a gemologist and a watchmaker. And I watched as he would put that gold into a, a colored liquid. 
And I would watch the impurities as he put the fire on underneath. I'd watch the impurities come to the top and he'd scrape them off. And when he took that piece of gold out of the liquid, it was more pure because it had gone through the fire. You're going through fire not to burn you, not to hurt you, but simply because God is purifying you. He's making you more valuable. In California, when forest, where forest fire, are so prevalent they burn the base of the trees to get rid of the bramble and the underbrush and trees that have been burned three their trunks three or four foot off the ground they scientists have found out that that's actually a healthy tree because the process of the fire causes that tree to open up and release the seeds of a new generation of far and trees. The fire that you're experiencing is what causes your spirit to open up and to create an opportunity for another generation. God is going to take the fire experiences that you've been through to bring forth good things. Don't, uh, don't wonder, but know that all things work together for good. We know this. It's a collective strength. That's why we have to come together. We can't do life alone. That's why we need a church. That's why we need uh, uh, a camaraderie amongst our graduating class, amongst the faculty, uh, uh, amongst our peers, amongst uh, 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 various faith groups and people of faith. We know that even in the death of a loved one, even in sickness, even in a pandemic, even with money problems, even with the assault on your character, either, even with the issue on your job, even with no staff to help you with the new clients and the new work, even with the conflict with your neighbor, when God gets ready to promote you, are you ready? He's going to schedule an enemy in your life. I said, when God gets ready to promote you, he's going to schedule an enemy. Did you ever notice that the night before a test at Destiny, something always happened that prevented you from studying and feeling fully prepared? Did you ever notice that? Because God will schedule an enemy to bring out the champion, the victor in you the victorious warrior. Before David could be promoted to kingship, God had to schedule an enemy called Goliath to expose the victorious warrior in him. David developed the warrior nature. The warrior doesn't show up in the ring. The warrior comes out in the ring. David killed a lion and a bear with his bare hands before he ever met Goliath. That's what made him red. But God scheduled an enemy. He scheduled a challenge. He scheduled a crisis. He scheduled a problem. Not to make you bitter, but to make you better. Because he knew that you could rise to the occasion if you trusted in him. Can somebody say amen? God is for you. God is with you. If you're in a bad season in your life, just hang on to your faith. Because all will be well in the end and because all is well in the end if it's not well right now it's not 
the end. Can somebody say amen? Do I have just a minute more? Just, you sure? I don't want to wear out my welcome. Amen. Everything is either God sent or God used. Not everything that happens in your life is God sent. Sometimes the devil does send something your way. But God can turn it around. Because your message comes out of your mess. Out of your trial comes your triumph. Out of your test comes a testimony. Instead of the victim being the victim, you can have the victory. If you never have any battles, you can never have any victories. So everything in your reason happens for a purpose, and it is either God used or God sent. There's glory in every story. So don't quit the story until you experience the glory. You realize that a grain of sand is an irritant to an oyster? I already told you I was a Yankee. I know what it's like to shuck oysters on the back of a boat. And very often, actually, you'll find a pearl. Did you ever wonder how a pearl is made? A grain of sand gets into that oyster and it's an irritant. And the oyster secretes chemicals, minerals that surround that grain of sand. And that grain of sand that was an irritant becomes something of great value that people pay good money to wear. Sometimes you marry that grain of sand. Amen. I'll let you marinate on that. Amen. My point to you tonight, I'm just seeing if you're awake. My point to you tonight is God has a purpose for everything that happens in your life, even if you don't understand it at the time. I pray that you value what God has done for you, through you, and in you here at Destiny. I pray that, you know, when you're praying for an answer, I pray that God shows you that you are the answer. You are the answer. You are the, every one of you has an answer right now to our world's problems, whether you realize it or not. And you can focus on the problem or you can focus on being the answer. I choose to be the answer. What about you? Because all things work together for good. My brothers and sisters, you say, why is it taking so long? James 1 and 4 says, let patience have her perfect work. Time is at work in your life. You show what you're waiting on by what you're working on. Time educates you. It took time for you to get your degree. It creates discernment in your life, and discernment is a mark of maturity. Nothing leaves your life until it teaches you what you needed to know. Patience is God's secret weapon to reveal things in you and to you. Time exposes the potential that is lying dormant in you. It lying, potential that you don't even see yourself right now. You need to realize that you never know that God is all you need. Sometimes until God is all you've got. God's problem answer to every problem is a person and that person could be you 
When God got ready to lead the children of Israel out of slavery, he didn't convene a congress to pass a law. He used a man by the name of Moses. When the walls of Jericho, uh, when the walls of Jerusalem needed to be rebuilt, he did not hire a construction crew. We got a man by the name of Jeremiah. Every financial blessing you ever get, it might come from God, but it's going to come through a man. Luke 6 and 38 says, Given it shall be given to you with good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. The problem is always the wrong person in the wrong place at the wrong time doing the wrong thing. And God's answer is always the right person at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. You need to choose to be that right person at the right place at the right time. Amen. You need to make a decision that I am going to be a world changer through what I've learned at Destiny. Destiny has empowered me. And you say, but Dr. Costa, I'm going through some stuff and I'm so broken. Jesus had to break the bread before he could bless it and multiply it. You're just in the process of breaking. You have to decide that if all things work in the end, if they're not working right now, it's not the end. You say, that's hard to believe. My youngest granddaughter, her name's Eden. And one day she was coloring and she broke some crayons. She was very upset. I tried to show her all the crayons she had that were not broken, but she wanted that color that was broken. And it dawned on me that she could draw just as easily and just as well with broken crayons as she could with whole crayons. It did not impact the outcome. Some of you feel broken tonight by the circumstances of life, but God, the master artist, can draw just as well with a broken life as he can with a complete life. And can I be honest with you? A complete life is just a mirage. We're all broken and in need of a savior. That's what you learned. That's what you need to give. When the world asks you the reason of your hope, you need to give them Jesus. You don't need to give them problems. You don't need to give them a message of, of, uh, that is going to stir things up. You need to give them Jesus. You need to tell them, I don't know why we're going through what we're going through, but I know this. All things work together for good for them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. That's you. You're called. You're chosen. You've been faithful. You're the called according to his purpose. And all things are going to work together in your life. DSM, I bless you. I rejoice with you tonight. I hope I didn't take too much of your time, but I hope I encouraged you 
that God is with you. He is for you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Even though this chapter may be over, you are launching into a new dimension and God is just as with you today as he was yesterday. And you can be a world changer and do great things for Jesus. You are more qualified today than you've ever been before. Raise your hands to heaven and let's give God a praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you got blessed? Told ya. How many of you heard Dr. Bob say, you need a savior? And now's the time. One of the things that my experience was during COVID was God sat me down, got me right where he wanted me, and said, now, you're going to spend all kinds of time with me. And it has been glorious. I just want to give you that opportunity tonight. Maybe you don't know him as Savior, as Lord. Maybe you've said the prayer, you've acknowledged. Maybe it's time to rededicate your life. But I want to give us that opportunity because there's nothing worth anything in life without Jesus Christ. So I'm going to offer you that opportunity and if you will pray with me tonight, I would like to have you receive Jesus into your heart and let him take over. He will work the process. He'll take all that sugar at the bottom and he'll stir until you have the most perfect sweet tea you've ever had. So pray with me tonight, especially in honor of our 2020 graduates. I know they would love that attributed to their lives. Amen. Pray with me. Say, Jesus, thank you that you died for me if you didn't do it for anyone else. You did it for me. And right now is a good time. So I ask you to come into my heart. Come into my life. I appropriate your blood to my spirit, soul, and body. Live in me. I call you Lord, Savior. Work this process in my life. Thank you, Jesus, for rising again. And I know I will live with you forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God a praise to him. Praise the Lord, everybody. Congratulations to our 2020 graduates. Amen. Come on, give yourselves a hand. 
You worked hard for that. Thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, we want to give you another opportunity to uh, give to the school, which helps to keep tuition low. And, and uh, so we ask you to just uh, ask the Lord what you need to give tonight to be a blessing to this ministry that touches the lives of so, so very many people. So prepare your hearts for that. But I want to share a scripture with you real quick from Isaiah. And maybe you've heard of it. Then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. So graduates of 2020, the Lord is saying to you today, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And you all say, here am I, send me. Hallelujah, sing with me. Glory to your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Say, I've been changed.
to be passing out your diplomas and degrees. Can the first row, the doctors, begin? Dr. Christine Rin, Doctor of Religious Education. You can take your photo out, Dr. Christine. You're gonna your both. Praise God. Dr. Larry Arell, Doctor of Divinity. Dr. Phyllis M. Long, Doctor of Religious Education. Dr. Christana D. Wade, Doctor of Divinity. Dr. Mark Spaulding, Doctor of Divinity. If anyone wants to take pictures, family members, I should have said this before, is more than welcome to come do that in the front here. Um, Dr. Kathleen A. Wupio, Doctor of Divinity. Angel L. Whitaker Payton, Master of Theology with a Concentration in Apostolic and Prophetic Ministry. Tony A. Owens, Master of Theology. 
Jessica Ryder, Master of Theology. Tony Dwayne Eatings, Master of Theology. Del Wayne Owens, Master of Theology and Master of Theology. Christina M. Galena Flood, Master of Theology. Kathleen Lachey, Master of Theology. Fania O'Meara, Master of Theology. Tina Sarkovich, Bachelor of Theology and Diploma of Biblical Studies. Sharon Gadsden Thompson, Bachelor of Theology and Diploma in Biblical Studies. Kimberly Tanise Goodlett, Bachelor of Theology. Congratulations, graduates. Dr. Osterveen, Dr. Osterveen, Bishop, Doctor. Praise the Lord. Congratulations to all of you. I asked the Lord um, when I was given this opportunity just for something to, to have as a basis to pray about. And, and I turned to Joshua 3.3. 3. And here he's giving orders to the people. And he said, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord God, the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your position. Then you'll know which way to go. For you've never been this way before. 
but keep distance between you and the ark and don't become familiar with it. Consecrate yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do amazing things amongst you. So Heavenly Father, as I believe this word is for this class, I'm asking Lord God that they would consecrate themselves as they are about to step into a new place, a way that they've never been before, that they don't take what they have known of you from the past and have it become familiar, that they may see things with new eyes through what they've learned, that you may reveal to them their, your glory over and over again, that as you have with the elders, that they may fall at your feet and cry, holy, holy, holy. Lord God, as you've anointed them for such a time as this, I pray, Lord God, that they use this time, Lord God, expeditiously. That they realize that the time is short. Lord God, they take what they have learned to bring souls into the kingdom. I pray for supernatural insight, for wisdom beyond their studies, for spiritually appointed experiences that they may Lord God manifest your glory to this sin sick world Lord you said the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few and so as you thrust them out keep your hand of protection upon them Lord God I ask that you would multiply their efforts 30, 60 and 100 fold and that they always stay in a position of humility as you manifest your glory through them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Will the graduating class of 2020 please rise? Move your tassel to the left side. Woo! I confer upon you the degree you have earned with all rights and privileges pertaining thereunto. Congratulations, graduates. At, at this time, um, we just ask the guests to please remain seated until the chaplains um, leave the sanctuary. And um, right now we're going to have a benediction prayer over you with Dr. Libertus, doctors. So please remain standing, graduates. Please stand for the benediction, Aaronic benediction from the book of Numbers. This was given 
by Almighty God to Moshe who was leading slaves in the wilderness. How about that? And the Lord said, thus you shall bless my people. Hallelujah. Yevarecha Adonai Ve'yismerecha Ya'er Adonai Panah Elecha Vihunecha Yisa Adonai Panah Elecha Ve'yasem Lecha Shalom the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. The Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you. And be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you and give you peace. And give you peace. And give you shalom. Yeah.